Did anybody read what I wrote? I didn't. No, no I have not I opened my computer, computer all weekend. Do you have no idea what I'm doing today? No, no, I have virgin ears for you. No, this is a surprise. Okay, awesome. Um, but before we get started, how do you feel about saying the word skinwalkers? No! Skinwalkers? No! I'm sorry, it comes up like three oh. or four. Maybe. Skinwalkers. Dylan's the Walking Dead. Have a hard time with that. He goes, Tori's not gonna like that. Alright, well, me. let me go ahead and get started. Please. Okay, sorry, Tori. It's gonna happen twice. You can handle twice. I'm, I have these phones. <laughs> okay. So, today's episode is a mixture of, like, spooky stories and ghost stories, and there's a little bit of conspiracy into it. Um, it's definitely going to be different. It's going to be awesome. So, hold on tight. Okay. Spooky stories of the Appalachian Trail. I didn't know they were in the Appalachian. I thought that they were in the bottom. Apparently, they're getting even closer and closer to home. So, it's just like the hills have eyes. It doesn't go into detail what they are. So, like, you almost have to have a background knowledge of what they are before you. Are they real? I know. Let's just say I know that these guys are often associated with what I'm covering. So this go. is my this is my attention and it and it's peaked. I'm all ears. Go. So stretching over two thousand two hundred miles and over fourteen states, the Appalachian Trail is one of the longest hiking trails in the world. Millions of people start the trail each year, but only a select few make it to the end. Beginning in Georgia, there are many challenges from the very beginning. Difficult terrain causes many people to give up almost immediately. However, there are many more challenges to face before crossing that imaginary finish line the whole way in Maine. This is not just a stroll through the park, after all. This is a challenge to even the most experienced hikers. And on top of the difficult terrain, there are a lot of stories that for sure will make you paranoid. Sorry, I loved how that went with that. Paranoid. I'm a little paranoid here. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm just saying this episode is going to, like, scare me just as much as black-eyed children. As what? Black-eyed children? Oh, yeah. I I don't like those. Mm -mm. Have you heard about them? No, I, at first I thought you said black eyes children. I'm like, what? No, black eyed children. They're creepy. Oh, you don't want to see them. Well, there oh, is men- there is mention of children in here. I don't think it's a spooky story, but Dylan got like creeped out by it, so I added it. So, anyways, awesome. Starting in Georgia, there is a mountain in which you hike five miles before reaching the highest point. There is a lot of people that say the trail is not cut out for them, and they give up. My brother hiked the Appalachian Trail starting in Georgia, and he mentioned, like, that first day's worth of hike. A lot of people give up because it's, like, pretty much straight up. 
and it's nothing but rocks. And Tori, you know how much I hate hiking with rocks. I think every time we stepped on a rock, I was like, goddamn rocks. <laughs> hate it. But apparently the first five miles is nothing but rocks up. It's, so like a lot of people just give up on it. But um, besides that, you know, it's really populated with bears. So that sucks. Make sure you bring bear-proof food canisters or else you're going to have a visitor. And the mountain is called Blood Mountain. It received this name because of a local famous Indian battle. I didn't go into detail about the battle, but they said that after the battle, the streams that flowed through were like just red from all the blood. So, ugh. You have steep, rocky terrain filled with bears and a ground that at one point was covered with Indians' blood. No thanks. I feel like that's just like hauntings waiting to happen. But however, at the top, like, the site is out of this world. So I did include a picture, obviously. We'll have to include that on Facebook and stuff. It is beautiful. Like, you're standing on top of this rock formation, and you can just see out for miles of just blue mountains. It's gorgeous. Um, but something not so beautiful is the story of the skinwalkers that roam the land. But one man recalls a story. This one kind of creeped me out a little bit. He recalls a story of a hoof print that was embedded deep down in the dirt in front of him. At first, he thought it was a bear. Since, you know, there's a bunch that roam the land. Is a bear- yeah, yeah, but bears don't have hooves. Yeah, but I feel They like- have, like, paws. At first, that's just going to be your first go-to. So, it was probably a wide... I wish there was a picture for this, but, like, I don't know. I guess whenever you don't... You're not expecting something spooky, you just go straight to, like, a bear, a deer, a dog. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But he at first, he thought it was a bear. Uh, shortly after the sighting, though, the man and his friends began to hear things. So that kind of was like, ugh, spooky. Um, it started Like, off, what did they hear? Like, howls or growls or... Now, you about to find out. Oh, okay. I'm listening. <laughs> Your face. Um, shortly <laughs> after this sighting, this man and his friends began to hear things behind them. Off in the distance. It started off as like the soft rustling in the leaves. Which could easily be like a small animal. A squirrel. A bird. Whatever. A snake. But then he was like. Wait a second. I just saw a hoof print. So that image just popped up in the back of his head. And the hairs on the back of his neck stood tall. And shortly after the wrestling began. Him and his group heard a soft roar. That sounded like something they've never heard before. They weren't able to describe the roar. They just said it sounded really off. But it was like really soft. So like maybe they like brushed it off as the wind or whatever. Although they were freaked out, they kept walking. Some of the group members didn't truly believe in the paranormal. So they brushed it off as a small animal and kept walking. First mistake. Up ahead, there was a side trail marked for a shelter. The one man leaves his group to check it out. Out of nowhere, he hears the rustling again, but not soft like before, but 
it was loud, like it was running up behind him. The man booked it out of there, (laughs) quickly caught up with his group once again and brushed it off. Continuing on together, they reached the top without any problems. Mind you, it's like five miles up. So, like, as I was reading this man's story, I'm picturing it, like, getting darker and darker outside as his story goes on. So just keep that in mind. They, they reached the top without any problems other than strange smells and a really thick fog. Strange smells. They say, I'm not going to mention the name, but they say that goes along with the you-know-whos. What do they smell like? Something dead. Decaying flesh. Little did they know, they were in for a rude awakening. On their way back down, the fog began to get thicker and thicker, making it hard to see. Now, this is where I start picturing it getting darker. (gasps) Someone in the group thought they saw something duck behind a tree, but he wasn't too sure if it was the fog playing tricks on him or if it was just another hiker up ahead. This figure, however, was black and gray, and it looked to have fur on it, and it stood tall like a human. Passing the tree where he first saw the figure, the man checks behind it and sees nothing. So he's like, okay, maybe my mind's playing tricks on me. If that wasn't creepy enough, the noises around them began to start creeping in behind the group. It wasn't natural noises like birds or animals. In fact, there's none of that. So it was behind them now? Yes. Before it was peeking in front and hiding behind a tree, but now it's behind them. Well, they walked past the tree, so now it's behind them. Okay, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation. Dylan has, and he was, like, freaked out over it. You go into the woods, and you don't hear anything. You don't hear the birds. Well, that's his first problem, going into the woods. You never go into the woods. Bad things happen in the woods. I love you, but I'm going to squeeze you. Now, he has gone in and he's like, I don't hear the birds. I don't hear the tree, like the, the trees whistling or you hear nothing. And it's creepy. I don't know. I've never experienced that. I can only imagine. But in this case, like the guy heard nothing except for these strange noises. He doesn't really. Well, I guess he does kind of go into it. Hold on. The, ro- the world around them was silent other than these noises. It sounded much more sinister, and the sound seemed to be getting closer and closer to the group, almost rushing them off. At one point, they stopped to rest due to one of the group members having trouble with their ankle. The same man that wandered off before didn't learn his lesson. He had to pee, so he wandered off a little farther away. Not too. There's far. always one in a group, isn't there? Tori is shaking her hands at herself about always having to pee. Always has to pee. Okay, you're one of those people. Standing there, urinating in the woods, he heard a breath in his ear. It was loud and heavy, and it sounded like a gasp. Looking behind him, (gasps) never look behind you while you're trying to pee. Just imagine pee going everywhere. Oh, my. (laughs) Nobody was there except for his group. He brushed it off. And they continued their descent down. The natural noises began to come back as if somebody clicked unmute. After a short while, 
through the thick fog, the group found some rocks, and again, they rested. Remember, the guy has, like, a bum ankle right now. While walking amongst each other, their conversations were rudely interrupted by six sudden loud roars coming from all around them in each direction. Now, I hate when that happens. Imagine you're, like, sitting in a circle and, like, all of a sudden, like, from every angle you hear these loud noises. So, like, these things are closing in on you. And you can't see them. It felt like they were surrounded by a mysterious animal that they could not see. It was at this point that even the non-believers were getting scared. But to deepen their fear, they had to split up. The, no, no, yeah. they didn't. They did. That is the first rule. Never split up. Yeah, don't go into the woods by yourself. Don't yeah. split up. Yeah. Please have a buddy. Are they dumb? They're just asking for it. I, they are. I thought the first rule was cardio. Rule number one, cardio. Okay. Rule number one should be don't make stupid choices. Well, they made stupid choices. They sure did. They said, hey, my ankle is messed up. The other people are like, we're tired. They should have just left that guy up there on the mountain by himself with his bum ankle. Well, they split like, up. Seriously. They split up in two. I don't know how many they had total, but... They could have offered him up as a sacrifice. Will you just listen? It gets creepier. Okay. They had to split up. At this point, the, the one hiker's ankle began hurting him so bad he couldn't continue. And some of them were getting, like, tired. You know, they walked five miles up, and now they're going five miles down. So they split into two groups, with one group going ahead to get the car, leaving the injured and wounded hikers behind. Once they got to the car, and the other hikers caught up, the looks on their faces tells the others that splitting up was not a good idea after all. Wide-eyed and paled as a ghost, the injured one managed to mumble out his terrors. He mentioned seeing an old man in the woods wearing a green button-down shirt with khakis, something you definitely are not going to be wearing out in the middle of the woods. He was just standing there between two trees, staring at the group of injured and winded hikers. The old man took a step right, disappearing behind the trees. Was it a portal between the trees? Was it a skinwalker? Bigfoot? Who knows? I thought maybe it would have been the goat man, but Dylan said not put that in the podcast, but what Dylan doesn't know won't hurt him. Wait, what, a goat man? I didn't know there was a goat man too. It's just one of those creepy figures. I don't know if it's like the devil or what. I but. think he's in New, New Orleans. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Zach Bagans did an episode on it. On Ghost oh, the Goat Man Ghost Bridge. Bridge. Zach yeah. fucking Bagans. He's done it all. He has done it all. Who knows, whatever it was, it scared them deeply. They booked it out of the area, jumped in the car, 
and sped off, feeling as if someone or something was just behind them, when suddenly the fog lifts and the feeling dies off. Wait, so they're in the car. They were like... Still feel like they're being followed. Yes, they felt like if they were to look behind them, that they would see something like galloping. I don't know, galloping after them. Holy shit! But then the fog lifts and the feeling dies off. So they were just like happy to get out of there. Maybe they were just constipated. <laughs> Please keep that in there. Speaking of Bigfoot, I don't really have this. I don't have the story put into this. But do you think he's real? Hell yeah. Yeah. I think he's real, but I feel like nobody can catch him on camera because I feel like he's part of like some other dimension. I don't know. Many hikers claim to see Bigfoot walking among them or see a footprint in the dirt that would be too big for any man. I don't know. There's a lot of stories out there. I didn't find one deeply interesting, just that there was a lot of stories. I'd be that person, like, outside of the campground at early in the morning, making a big giant footprint in the dirt. <laughs> Just so when you woke up, poof, there's a footprint. Well, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> that would be me. At first, I wasn't going to put this next story in the podcast, but after talking to Dylan, he brought up a good point. And Beth, I'm gonna see if you get the point to this. I feel I'll like try. <clears throat> okay. You're I'm gonna all ears. Tori, you good? Yeah. Okay, your face is on. Yeah, it's lagging, so I'm just trying to do whatever I can to stop it from lagging. I thought maybe the walkers of the skin had gotten you. Okay. So after hiking for several miles, now this is another group. This is another story. After hiking for several miles, a group of hikers finally found a place to rest for the night. Sleeping peacefully, they just hiked a lot, so of course they're going to be peaceful. They woke up early the next morning to pack up and continue hiking. They wanted to get up super early because they had like a long day ahead of them. But as they unzipped their tents, they were met with a thick, heavy, misty fog. Although not totally abnormal, it was an eerie sight. What was abnormal, though, was the sounds of children laughing off in the distance. They were in the middle of the woods, so surely there wouldn't be any children this early in the morning, this far out in the woods. The children of the corn. After packing up for a while, they were almost done when a group of little kids walked through the misty fog with one adult. At first, they might have breathed a sigh of relief. The noises that they heard were really kids and not just creepy sounds. However, when the children started to approach them, they looked odd. The one child asked, what are you doing? Which one of the hikers responded, hiking the Appalachian Trail. The child laughed as they continued walking and said, this isn't the Appalachian Trail. And disappeared into the fog. All day while hiking, the hikers would hear the laughter of children following them throughout the woods. I wasn't going to put it in because at first I was like, okay, problem solved. There's children involved. What was, there was a movie. What was that movie? Um, oh my gosh. 
they were dead and they lived in this house and there was fog all around it and they couldn't like leave and and then the people came and they were doing a seance oh my gosh what's the name of that that but then they realized they it's were dead yes and the two little kids and then they had to keep the Cobra. the blinds shut because the kids had like something where they couldn't see the light or something it would burn their skin or something and but they were actually dead it's called the others isn't it yes i think so but they like they yeah and then they were like the human people were actually in in their house and then she couldn't understand why they were there and oh that's kind of creepy oh i love it well i'm gonna put it at first because i was like it sounds like a creepy story yes but i felt like it could be explained but did you pick up on what dylan had to say we don't listen to dylan oh but he brought up a good point okay i'm gonna reread this sentence to you and beth i if you don't get it i'm gonna be mad at you okay okay after packing up for a while, they were almost done when a group of little kids walked through the misty fog with one adult. Right. A group of kids walked through the fog with a, one adult. What sounds weird about that? Why are they... Where are they coming from? I have... I, is I this have, group of children with a single man walking into the fog? From the fog. Listen, when have you ever, ever taken a group of children by yourself through oh, I, the woods? That's amazing. I, I was a Girl Scout leader. You always had at least two adults. Yeah. It's yeah. weird because nobody walks. <laughs> I don't even want to take I mean, Kids by well, that's that's why I thought of that movie because it was that woman and then the two kids and they were trying to figure out if they were dead. And then when that girl said, "This isn't the Appalachian Trail," <laughs> that was pretty creepy. That was kind of creepy. So it was but, like well, it was a man or a woman. It was an adult coming through. They were ghosts. It just said adult. It didn't say man or woman, but kind of creepy. It so, is. So here's another really good one. Last story that I have for today. We can continue on later. I feel like this is an ongoing series type thing. Yes, I love it. Keep going. So, have you ever heard of a little boy? What year were you born? Queen B. 51 years ago. Okay. 1972. Okay. So then you would not remember. Cue the music. The summer of 69. No, I remember the song, but I don't remember the summer of 69. Sorry. The one thing the song does not mention is a boy named Dennis Martin. Dennis Martin was a six-year-old boy. And him, his father, his brother, and his grandfather had this tradition on Father's Day or like the weekend of Father's Day. To go hiking. Sounds peaceful. Uh, they began their hike. The four of them. Began hiking in Cades Cove. In Tennessee. And hiked the whole way to Spencefield. Which is close to the border of North Carolina. I can't imagine hiking with a six year old. He's a cutie. I looked at a picture of him last night. He was adorable. 
But it was there that they decided to rest for the night. Their hike wasn't over, but they were tired. Another family with two young boys was camping nearby as well. So naturally, like a newly found friendship was formed. You know how kids are. They're friendly to everybody. They start playing together. The adults, they kind of like sat around and chatted, told stories, you know, whatever, drank a beer, maybe two. (laughs) At some point, the boys playing decided they were going to prank the adults. They hid behind these like little bushes. The adults pretended to not have a clue what was going on, but they knew they saw them. But three of the boys hid behind a bush while Dennis walked off into another direction. Never to be seen again. Seriously, they didn't even find his bones or nothing? He went into another dimension. Well, listen, he has never been found yet. And fun fact, it is the longest known search for a missing person in that state. But... There's some conspiracies coming up, so hold on. Just hold on. The three boys popped out, performing their little prank, and everybody had a laugh. However, Dennis's dad was, like, looking, waiting for Dennis. He never popped out. The adults waited for a few minutes, all looking at each other with confused looks on their faces. After a few minutes, which probably felt like forever, Dennis's father got up to look for him, expecting to see him distracted by something else or playing by himself. He hadn't been gone for long, maybe five minutes total. But whenever Dennis's father didn't see him over in the direction he wandered off, he began to panic. Running back to the group of adults and children, panic was written all over his face, and they all began to look for him. Now mind you, they're still in the middle of the woods. So they had to hike. One of them had to hike down. I think it was the grandfather. The grandfather had to hike down alone to go find Pike Park Rangers because they didn't have cell phones. So they're on they're on a mountain, right? So I mean, yeah. he could have fallen off the mountain, like a cliff or something, maybe. They they didn't go into detail of like what the terrain looked like. I I mean, I'm picturing Caledonia. Yeah, yeah. Probably good analogy but that's what i'm picturing i heard i think this was on the missing 411 this case i've never heard it before i'm intrigued i think i'm not 100 percent sure the park ranger okay go go so imagine like the pap doesn't know whether the boy was found while he was gone he just knows that he has to get from point a to point b get park rangers and then go back to point a So, the park rangers were contacted as well, and soon a search began for this little boy. Sadly, though, the search had to be called off because shortly after, this massive storm came rolling through, and it rained forever. Not really forever, but after the storm cleared the following day, the word had spread of a missing boy. Pay attention, conspiracy theorist. Pay attention. The Boy Scouts, National Guard, okay, a group of 71 Green Berets. Mmm. That's some pretty hefty shit right there. Yes. And multiple rescue teams. 
were working hard to find Dennis with they all came to the same results. Nobody seen the boy, nobody seen sign of the boy anywhere in the woods. Even helicopters were called in to scan the area from up above. Sadly, with the weather and the massive amount of people, any lingering evidence was lost. Dennis's seventh birthday came and went without him, but this did not stop people from looking. They continued day in and day out, trying their hardest to find the little boy. On the day that Dennis went missing, another family was in the mountains looking for wildlife. They were only a few short miles away from where Dennis had gone missing. Knowing nothing at the time, the family did their sightseeing and went home. But after about a week, they saw it on the news and were shocked because of how close they were to the last known location of the missing boy. The father of the group recalled something strange happening, so he called the police to inform them. Apparently, the father recalled hearing a scream within the woods and then a blur of a figure running through the woods past them. They recalled the figure to look as if it was a man who looked off in some way. Dennis's father had gone on record saying he felt as if his son was kidnapped. So... This man, they re-interviewed him when he was 90. I don't know why 90, but they re-interviewed him at some point. And his story had changed a lot. And that could have either been because how old he was, how long ago it was, or he was just close to the end of his life. I don't know. But his story changed a lot. So they kind of just like, it is what it is. It might have happened. It might not have but at the time, that was a big hit in the case. Um, at one point, somebody mentioned seeing a man drive off in a very odd way. Like, he was just very suspicious. So then they started looking for this vehicle, and, like, they came, and it came out of nowhere, but whatever. They were just, like, frantically trying to find this boy. There had seemed to be no logical reason as to how he disappeared without any trace. Years went by as the family had to do the unthinkable, move on without Dennis. Birthdays and Christmases went by without him, and Father's Day was a constant reminder of the traumatic event. While the family grieved, the internet got to work, of course. Theories began to pop up surrounding feral humans who said to have lived within the Great Smoky Mountains. And for those who don't know, feral humans are said to be people that seem to not age, who live in the mountains, wandering through the woods looking to snatch up livestock or people to bring to their dens and eat. They are said to be real people who have lived so long within the woods, they are closer to a beast than a man. They certainly smell like a beast, as you can imagine. These people have survived just by living off the land and began to eat any source of meat, including humans. So diving into a conspiracy theory around this topic, and I found this one quite interesting, if you remember those green berets that I mentioned, wonder why they were there. I've never heard of someone going missing 
and they use that kind of special force to find them. The National Guard sounds reasonable. Like, I could see how they might get involved. But not the Green Berets. It's kind of weird. Maybe they weren't there to find the missing six-year-old. But maybe instead they were there to cover up tracks and evidence of feral humans. Yeah. Yeah. The FBI definitely knows a lot more about them than they want us to know. However, nobody recalls the Green Berets being armed as they wandered through the woods, which you would think if they were looking for strange human beings eating people in the woods, that they would be carrying a weapon. They might have been, you just didn't see it. I don't know. The Green Berets, they like, they're like, um, they jump out of like airplanes and stuff. My dad is a big fan of Barry Sadler, who was the Green Beret. He sang a song in the 60s. 70s, the Battle of the Green Beret, and yeah, they. Okay, so a quick Google search because, like, I know Green Berets, but I didn't really know what they were. Um, they are experts in unconventional welfare, warfare, sorry, counterterrorism, foreign internal defense, direct action, hostage rescue and other strategic missions well finding a child would be a strategic mission for sure it would be especially if they know there's creepy things in the mountain but let's face it the military i don't want to say they could care less because that sounds awful but they're not going to waste their resources on missing children when they have other things they have to worry about Right, unless they are trying to find some creepy guy with big feet. Regardless of what you believe, a father had to continue on his life, replaying the day over and over again in his head, wondering what he could have done differently. I cannot imagine hiking back down to find a phone to call the mother, who was probably at home waiting for a phone call of their adventures. I couldn't imagine the pain and guilt that the dad had felt. So I didn't put this into my research, but I remember reading it last night before I fell asleep. But they said that these two individuals were walking around in the woods. They had found human remains not far from where Dennis went missing. Um... But they were afraid to tell anybody because they thought they would get in trouble, which sounds really weird. That yeah, you know that there's a child missing, and you find well, this items like years later, so it wasn't like direct. Oh, okay. But they well, were- scavengers had probably gotten to whatever was left. Right. So they waited like five more years, and then felt like they needed to tell somebody. So they called the police office and they told them what happened. They even like gave them an accurate like location of where it was, but nothing was ever found. So if it was Well, well that's not sketch. I don't know what sketch is. Like if yeah. there were body or skeletal remains, who knows? 
Um, some people thought maybe it was an animal, which if it was an animal, then you would at least seen like straps of clothing or blood. Maybe not blood since there was rain, but like you would see a sign of an animal ripping into a six-year-old. Like that's just not going to be like poof, nothing ever happened in that spot. So people don't believe that it was, um, don't believe it was an animal. Um, they also don't believe that somebody picked him up and carried him off into their vehicle and drove away. They don't believe that happened because it just seems like there is a search party directly. Well, the, the vehicle was far away, right? Because, I mean, they were up on the mountain. So it wouldn't have been like it was just somebody right over by that tree. Yeah, somebody would have noticed somebody else carrying a large child away that's probably kicking and screaming or at least trying to. So, did he walk into another dimension? Was he eaten by feral people? Who knows? Just what makes you wonder, like, where do feral people get their, like, people? Like, you know, you know, eventually they're inbred and stuff. They would have to get fresh meat for... No, I think they interbreed. This is a whole separate topic itself. Like, yeah. this is a whole... Yeah, but don't they need... I mean, I know they interbreed, but, like, wouldn't you think they would be welcoming of, like, you know, a new... They do say that children are more likely to wander off and become feral people than an adult would, which, I mean, children are young and naive as we're not but I don't know I I would think instead of wandering off and becoming feral he would have been eaten by a feral that's just my guess if that was the case yeah but if you're if you're a feral you're gonna want an adult because there's more meat there's not a lot of meat on a six-year-old if you're hungry you're eating whatever you want to eat well I'm not a cannibal so you know I barely eat meat as it is. We're civilized, so we don't sit there and we're not sitting there looking at a six-year-old thinking, mm, that's hungry, or mm, that looks good and I'm hungry. No, we're probably looking, we go to the grocery stores and we're like, oh, I'm hungry, you know, this food item looks good. That chocolate cake looks really good. Yeah, whereas feral people don't have that processing or they can't they're not doing that they're just relying on their instincts yeah but still well don't you think they would like want a goat or a bear or something bigger that i mean a child they're kind of small okay but if that's what comes across them well i guess i'm not fair a wild a wild animal isn't gonna sit there and just be like oh well, no, the, a wild animal doesn't care. Yeah. They're right. prey. So their primal instinct says prey is prey, and I would assume feral people would be the same. But don't they have any humanity in them? Like, at some point, they would have been human, right? I mean, they are human, but they're not civilized human. No, they're like hills have eyes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, there's no human anything. This is kind of a creepy subject. I am kind of creeped out about it, actually. 
not about the skinwalkers as much as like the kid disappearing and not being able to be found and then you know remains being found but i'm not quite sure what the remains were and like why couldn't you just be honest and say hey i found something that might be bones You can follow us on Instagram at Let's Get Paranoid. You can follow us on Facebook at Let's Get Paranoid Podcast. Send us an email. Let us know how you liked the episode. All right. Bye. 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 Tori fainted. She's been carried off by the No, I think she just went to pee her pants because she's so scared. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to listen to it. Welcome back. Guess who's back? Back back, back again. Tori's back. Back, Back's a telefriend. I had to I had to let my cat out of the room. <laughs> I just looked and I was like, Tori fainted. It must have been too scary. It's the feral children. They got you. They got me. Mm-hmm.